Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hey there. So happy to be with you in the later days of spring here. <sighs> it's uh, 8 a.m. in Los Angeles, and it's 4 p.m. here in the U.K. where I am in the English countryside. I'm loving it so much. It's a beautiful day. Sun is out. Birds are out. It's lovely. So let's turn within. Let's go to prayer. We take a breath here, love and gratitude, and I invite you to place your hand on your heart and let us remember and recognize the unity of all life, the wholeness, the perfection, the oneness. Let's partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and remember our true identity is that perfect love. We're accepting the atonement for ourselves. Yes. We are saying yes to the unlimited, unprecedented life of love that we're born to live. We're releasing all suffering. We're releasing all fear and the causes of fear. And we're grateful to surrender the habits of lack and attack as we open our mind to the free flow of love. In grace and in gratitude, We truly share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yeah, so I'm Jennifer Hadley, and this week we're going to talk about the law of cause and effect. Uh, There's a whole section in Chapter 2 of the text section 7, and it immediately follows the fear and conflict section. I think that um, the fear and conflict section is one of the most helpful sections in all of the text, and I often quote from it because of that, and uh, I there's a, definitely a divine order that that section is followed by the section on cause and effect. So, in this section, it says here that the law of cause and effect is the most fundamental law there is. 
And so let's understand why that's true and how important it is for us to really understand the the cause and effect law and how it's operating in our life. Because as I've written about and spoken about many, many times, I was literally teaching the law of cause and effect, thinking that I understood it, but not realizing that I didn't actually believe it. Because if you think you understand the law of cause and effect, but you still give yourself permission to think thoughts of lack and attack and to blame other people for your feelings, even the slightest irritation or frustration, if you blame that on someone else, then what I've learned is you don't really believe the law of cause and effect. So I want to actually go to the fear and conflict section for a minute and just share a couple of lines from that section. Because it talks about how there are no idle thoughts and all thinking produces form at some level. So you've probably heard that me say that many times There are no idle thoughts. All thinking produces form at some level. What is form? Form is our life. It is the world of effects. It is our experience. It is how we feel. Our emotional experiences are literally the form of our life. And so there are no idle thoughts. All thoughts produce, all thinking produces form at some level. So when we feel upset, bothered, or irritated, it's always because of our thinking. It's never because of something that someone else is doing. And you can easily prove that because if one person, uh, for some reason the example comes into my mind, borrows your toothbrush Right, and it doesn't bother you, but another person does borrow your toothbrush and it bothers you. It's not because someone borrowing your toothbrush bothers you. It's because of your thoughts about it, the meaning that you make of it, right? And you could say, well, this person I have an intimate relationship with so they can use my toothbrush, but this person, I don't even know them. I don't want them using my toothbrush. Totally understandable. Not saying you should let people use your toothbrush. <laughs> but I'm just, I, hey, I sometimes these things come into my mind and I, I question it. I say, really? But for some reason, that was the example. I'm sure there's somebody that says, aha, yes, that was for me. Anyway, it's often the case. So the other thing I'd like to share with you from the fear and conflict section is, and you've heard me say this many times as well, is that it the mind is very powerful and never loses its creative force. It never sleeps. Every instant it is creating. It is hard to recognize that thought and belief combine into a power surge they can literally move mountains. It appears at first glance that to believe such power about yourself is arrogant, but that is not the real reason you do not believe it. You prefer 
to believe that your thoughts cannot exert real influence because you're actually afraid of them. So this, I feel, is so key to understand that the reason we do not accept how powerful our thoughts are is because we're afraid of our thoughts. We're afraid of that power. So often I hear spiritual students say that they would like to feel more powerful. They would like to stop giving their power away. They would like to be able to manifest and demonstrate what they would like when they would like it. But they do not actually want to have that power because they still give themselves permission to think thoughts of lack and attack. So if you're going to have the power to manifest and demonstrate, uh, you know, inform prosperity, abundance, creativity, beauty, and different spiritual qualities like that in the way that you would like to have them manifest, then what about when you're in a really bad mood and you're annoyed and you would like for someone to be put to death or you would like for somebody to be hurt or you would like for somebody to uh, take a leap, a flying leap or whatever it is that the thoughts that people think that are very strong attack thoughts. You wouldn't like to see those manifest. And so as long as you give yourself permission to think those kinds of thoughts that you do not really wish to see made manifest, you really don't wish to see that person hung up by their thumbs and things like that, no, 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 then you're not actually going to really, truly wish to have the power to manifest and demonstrate beauty, abundance, prosperity, even wholeness and wellness in the physical body temple. It's really all or nothing. It's all or nothing. So this is why many spiritual students, particularly prayer practitioners, have a uh, an ability to pray for other people with great success, but not for themselves. Because they have come to subconsciously, we could say, although I don't necessarily believe in the subconscious, I think everything is conscious, but in a sense you could say subconsciously, we hide from ourselves the awareness of our power and we intentionally give our power away because it frightens us how powerful our word is. So this is the introduction, really, to this section uh, on cause and effect. So the whole fear and conflict section is really, in a very real sense, an introduction to this cause and effect section. And it begins with, Jesus is telling us, you may still complain about fear, but, you nevertheless persist in making yourself fearful. So we complain about feeling afraid, we're tired of feeling afraid, but we nevertheless persist in making ourselves fearful. How do we make ourselves fearful? When we give ourselves permission to think thoughts of lack and attack. That is what causes the feelings of fear. 
all fear is a byproduct of believing in separation. We wouldn't think thoughts of lack and attack unless we believed in separation. If we knew we are one with our brother and sister, we wouldn't attack them. If we knew the truth of our being as the living, loving presence of God, we wouldn't attack ourselves. If we were willing to remember the truth and know the truth and value the truth, there would be no thoughts of lack and attack. So whenever we go into judgment, which is what lack and attack is, of course, fundamentally, it's an opinion, it's a judgment, because lack, there is no lack. You have to work pretty hard to experience lack. You have to really be focused on it and energize it. Uh, This is a world of abundance and prosperity. Now, there are definitely people who come into this lifetime, I, I perceive, with an agenda to really understand and experience lack. And I would guess that perhaps in a previous incarnation, they... um were, let's say, people who robbed from the poor. Rich people who robbed from the poor, it's a common thing. Um, of course, there are many wealthy people who are very benevolent. And there's more and more wealthy, benevolent people, and that's a beautiful thing. I aspire to be one of them. So you may still complain about fear, but you nevertheless persist in making yourself fearful. If you've... Uh, I'm sorry, he says, I've already indicated that you cannot ask me to release you from fear. So we ask for heaven, for Jesus, the angels, to release us from fear. Now, the thing that releases us from fear really and truly is choosing love. That's what releases us from fear. Because the experience of fear is the byproduct of Choosing something other than love, separation, attack, lack, limitation. So choosing love is what eliminates fear. Love is real. Fear does not exist except in this human experience. And that's, in fact, what Jesus says next. He says, I know fear does not exist, but you do not. If I intervened between your thoughts and their results, I would be tampering with a basic law of cause and effect, the most fundamental law there is. I would hardly help you if I depreciated the power of your own thinking. This would be in direct opposition to the purpose of this course. So, The purpose of this course is to help us understand the law of cause and effect, to help us understand that all thought produces form at some level, to help us understand that our choice for thinking thoughts of separation is what is creating that effect of fear, lack, and limitation. So he goes on to say, it is much more helpful to remind you that you do not guard your thoughts carefully enough. So right there, there's a big tip for us. It's time for us to guard our thoughts. And isn't that what the workbook is all about? 
right? The workbook is all about helping us to see that everything that we see with our physical eyes, we've given it all the meaning that it has. And so we're never upset for the reason we think. We don't know what anything is for. And if we're willing, and if we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, we will become aware of what things are for. We will learn and discover the power of our thinking. And that's exactly what happens as we go through the workbook. So I I love how Jesus is telling us here to guard our thoughts more carefully. And it's true. I, I think this is why we use words like mindfulness, that becoming mindful is a key to our healing. Awareness is curative. That's something I say all the time. Awareness is curative. Awareness is healing. So we're interested in becoming more aware and more aware. Now, I invite you to consider just for one moment What are the things that you do during the course of the day that might lead to you feeling less aware or being less aware? So pretty much any form of self-medication that you might engage in, whether it's working excessively, exercising excessively, cleaning excessively, um, things that you eat, uh, smoking, all kinds of things like that will dampen your senses and distract your awareness. So if we're to be waking up, we want to start guarding our thoughts carefully, choosing our thoughts carefully, and recognizing that there are no idle thoughts. All thinking produces form at some level. And uh, I know I used to uh, give myself permission to think thoughts that I knew weren't healthy for me. Because I was aligned with the ego. And because even though I had read and studied the law of cause and effect, I didn't actually believe it. But when I began to believe it, that's when everything began to change for me. I literally decided that the most important thing for me in my whole life was to begin to pay careful attention to my thoughts and my words and to no longer give myself permission to be careless and reckless with my words. It's been such a life changer for me, I cannot even begin to tell you. Everything has been healing in my life since I began to really decide to be masterful and pay attention to all my words. We don't have to live a life of fear, but it is a practice of non-judgment that's going to get us out of that fear habit. And the way that you'll know that's true is when you begin to practice it on a day-by-day, moment-by-moment level. I'm getting ready to offer a class, and I'm calling it Deepening Your Spiritual Practice. Effective spiritual practice is the best healer I know. And that is the foundation of all my classes, truly. 
So uh, it's not available yet, but if you pay attention to my website, you'll get notified when it is available. It's going to be a special offer uh, because I think it's such an important topic, deepening your spiritual practice. Right now, you can go to jenniferhadley.com on the homepage and get my free How to Get Over It Forgiveness Workshop at jenniferhadley.com. That music is the signal. It's time for me to take a break. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. available, you pray, the free prayer app from Silent Unity. For more than a century, people from all over the world and all walks of life have turned to Silent Unity. With you pray, our confidential prayer support is easy and convenient to access. With you pray, you can send your prayer directly to Silent Unity. You pray also includes affirmations you can share with family and friends plus audio meditations for your prayer time. For more about the free you pray app and links to download, Visit silentunity.org slash app. That's silentunity.org slash app. Are you saying to yourself, I'm going to focus on me starting Monday? or right after the holidays, or on my next birthday. Well, we are here to say, don't wait another moment. Your health is the most important gift you have for yourself and those you love. Start now to become a more vibrant, healthy human being. Take that critical first step and join us every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central on Awaken to Your Best Health, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we're learning to guard guard our thoughts, yes, and guard our thoughts as well. Talking about the law of cause and effect today, I'm Jennifer Hadley. Thank you for joining me. And I love this section in chapter 2 of the text. And so it says here, you may feel at this point it would take a miracle to enable you to guard your thoughts. 
And isn't that how most of us feel when we begin this work? That it would take a miracle for me to be mindful. Oh, my Lord. Yes. It says, this is perfectly true. You are not used to miracle-minded thinking, but you can be trained to think that way. All miracle workers need that kind of training. So this is what the workbook is for. It's to train us so that we can experience miracles. And what's a miracle? A miracle is when we align with the truth. When our mind aligns with the truth, then we experience a miraculous life. Then we have the consciousness that allows us to bring into form whatever it is that we would like. And with ease and with grace. But as I was saying in the last segment, if we still give ourselves permission to think thoughts of lack and attack, we will not wish to experience the power of our thinking. And if we give ourselves permission to think thoughts of lack and attack, you're going to experience that in the world of effects. You're going to experience that in your life and in the world. And if you blame it on anyone, even if someone steals from you, what could you not accept if you but knew that everything, all circumstances, situations, and events were gently planned by one whose only interest is your good. Learning to live in that mode of gently accepting everything as being for your highest good doesn't mean that you're not highly intentional. And it doesn't mean that you're not very focused on what you'd like. Just the opposite. Do focus on it. Focus on it without attachment. Focus on it with love. Love, 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 love in your heart. Jesus says to us here, and I I find this very comforting. He says, I cannot let you leave your mind unguarded or you will not be able to help me. Now, here's why I find that comforting. I cannot let you leave your mind unguarded. So, in other words, he's not going to let us leave our mind unguarded. He's there helping us to guard our mind. So, I don't know about you, but whenever I think a thought that is slightly off, that's not for my highest and best, I literally get some kind of an insight a thought, a perception, a feeling, something that indicates to me there's a higher thought. Now, I used to push that away. No, I want to do what I want to do. And I always, not always, but the more awake I became uh, and becoming, I began to sense if I pushed it away and said, I want to do what I'm going to do, there was a sense of, you could say, Jesus, the higher self, it's all the same to me, this Christ mind communicating with me, the I am presence communicating with me and telling me, it's your choice. You have free will. You can align with divine will, which is the highest and best, or you can choose your way, which is the way of separation. You can choose the most loving way. You can choose the most least loving way. It's up to you. You have free will. 
Regardless of what you choose, you will feel the effect. You will feel the effect of your choice. So what I've learned is that when I get those promptings, there's a higher choice. That's not it. Choose again. I am learning to choose again. And usually my mind these days is open to what is the higher choice. And it's clearly there in my awareness and I can choose it. You know, and I had an experience just earlier today where I was feeling thirsty and I thought about making a cup of tea, but it was very clear, no, a glass of water is the highest and best choice now. But I felt like having a, (laughs) who's the I, right? The ego. The ego was like, I want to taste something other than water. But then when I tuned in to my higher self, no, it was clear. I did not actually wish to choose something other than water water was my choice and so i am learning to listen to even the most subtle things and one could say well what harm could a cup of herbal tea be for gosh sakes right it's herbs it's made from herbs herbs are good for you well for some reason that clear Fresh water was the higher choice, and so I made it. And sometimes we get promptings like that, and it's really about will you listen to the higher voice or not. You're praying, you're meditating. If you have an effective spiritual practice already, then you're praying and you're meditating to hear that voice, that that high higher self voice. And then if you disregard it, well, do you really want to listen to it? What is it that you want to hear from the higher self if you don't want to hear everything that the higher self has to say? If you want to be selective about what you hear from the Holy Spirit, what's that about, right? I think it's important to ask yourself the answer to that question. So miracle working entails a full realization of the power of thought in order to avoid miscreation. So Jesus is not going to let us leave our mind unguarded because otherwise we wouldn't be able to help him. What are we helping him doing? We're helping him to support everyone, every single being to choose the atonement, to wake up. Miracle working entails a full realization of the power of thought in order to avoid miscreation. So we have to be willing to have the... full realization of the power of thought in order to avoid miscreation. What is miscreation? He's going to tell us here. He says, otherwise a miracle will be necessary to set the mind itself straight. A circular process that would not foster the time collapse for which the miracle was intended. So the miracle, now remember the miracle is when we align our thoughts with the truth. So the miracle is intended for the time collapse, that we are no longer stuck in time and space, and our awareness opens up to the eternality of the now. The miracle worker must have genuine respect for true cause and effect as a necessary condition for the miracle to occur. So the true miracle, our waking up to the truth, our liberation, our freedom, 
is born out of a genuine respect for true cause and effect. So let's find out what that is. Both miracles and fear come from thoughts. If you're not free to choose one, you would not also be free to choose the other. So we're free in every moment. We have the free will. I I truly believe that our human experience here is an experiment in free will. So we can choose love or fear in every moment. And our willingness to choose love is all that's required for our healing. Remember, because Jesus is helping us all of the time. By choosing the miracle, you have rejected fear. By choosing the miracle, you have rejected fear. So if you'd like to get the fear out of your life, Choose the miracle. What is the miracle? Miracle is the truth that sets you free. How do you get there? Choosing love. By choosing the miracle, you have rejected fear, if only temporarily. You've been fearful of everyone and everything. You are afraid of God, of me, and of yourself. You have misperceived or miscreated us. And by us, I really think he means there God, Jesus, and our true selves. And so we believe in what we have made. We believe in what we have made. So we believe in the world of effects. And isn't that the truth? When we are experiencing fear, it's because we believe what we see with our eyes. And I love that that uh, little f- phrase, um, little poem, whatever you want to call it, uh, that I got from Michael Beckwith. When you believe more in what you don't see than what you do see, then you will see what you don't see and you won't see what you do see. I'll say it again slowly. When you believe more in what you don't see, the invisible, then what you do see, the world of effects, then you won't see what you do see, the world of effects, and you will see what you don't see. So you will see what's true in the invisible, and you won't be blinded by what you see in the world of effects, because what we see in the world of effects is what we believe. Yes, it's the law of projection. It says here, we, so uh, we've misperceived or miscreated ourselves and Jesus and God and believe in what we've made. You would not have done this if you were not afraid of your own thoughts. The fearful must miscreate because they misperceive creation. So when we're fearful, we are miscreating. Because when we're fearful, we're fearful because we've been judging. And that judging is the miscreation that creates situations, circumstances, effects in the world that seem to cause our fear. But that's never why we feel fear. We feel fear because we think thoughts in the fear-based separation thinking 
ego system. That's why we feel afraid. We feel afraid because we've identified with the ego and we're energizing lack and attack. It's always the cause of all fear. My uh, Cherokee Buddhist teacher, Venerable Dahani Oahu, that I had on the show back in March, told me that her grandparents, who were the wise elders of the tribe, uh, said that there were only two natural causes of fear in human beings. And that was, uh, those are loud noises and falling down. And I think that's true. The fearful must miscreate because they misperceive creation. When you miscreate, you're in pain. So when you judge, you're in pain. The cause and effect principle now becomes a real expediter, though only temporarily. To me, this is another way of saying the pain pushes. So when you're feeling afraid, when you're feeling upset, when you're feeling pained, whether it's physical, mental, or emotional pain and suffering, then it is an expediter to choose love, which is the only healer there is, because love is our true identity. And the only thing that there is to heal in this world is the belief in a false identity, the ego, separation. It says here, Actually, cause is a term properly belonging to God, and his effect is his son, and that is us. We are the son of God. So, in uh, the Science of Mind teachings, in New Thought teachings, they talk about the law of cause and effect, and they also talk about first cause. And that's what they mean here. It's the same thing, that cause is a term properly belonging to God, and his effect is his son. So first cause, aligning with first cause, means aligning with ourselves as the son of God. Yes, and that we know our true identity as the son of God. So it says... This entails a set of cause and effect relationships totally different from those you introduce into miscreation. So the, the cause and effect relationships that we introduce into our experience, into miscreation, it says here, are when we think thoughts of lack and attack, then we feel afraid, guilty, ashamed. Um, Upset, frustrated, irritated, bothered. And when we believe that the world is real, and we make it real, and we make what's happening here real to us, and we begin to move into being reactive, then we're miscreating. And what are we miscreating? Upset, emotion, things like that. Then if we make choices from the upset in the emotion, then we're further miscreating. And so our suffering, our pain, is what alerts us that we 
are in a position to choose again. We forgot to choose love, and it's time to choose again. So one of the ways, the most effective ways that I worked with healing my own awareness, and I still do, is I'm never upset for the reason I think. And that if I am feeling upset, it's because I have chosen to think something that is not true. And I have the freedom to change my mind. And it's time for me to change my mind. And that pain and that upset is letting me know that I forgot to choose love. And for this, I am so very grateful. And so I've learned that if there's irritation, frustration, upset, or fear, I can actually be grateful that these emotions, which are the effects caused by my thinking, they are there to alert me that I did not guard my thoughts and I allowed myself to think ego thoughts. Going back to uh, the beginning of the cause and effect section where Jesus says, you may still complain about fear, but you nevertheless persist in making yourself fearful, right? I'm the one who's made myself fearful. Nothing in the world has made me fearful. Let me not scare myself anymore. And so let me change my mind. Let me choose again. And there's the most beautiful prayer to do this on page 90. And I invite you to type it up, copy it, take a photo of it with your phone. That's a great thing to do. And then you can print it out and carry it with you wherever you go. Put it around you. Memorize it. It says here on page 90, I must have decided wrongly because I am not at peace. I made the decision myself, but I can also decide otherwise. I want to decide otherwise because I want to be at peace. I do not feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I will let him. I choose to let him by allowing him to decide for God, for me. The Holy Spirit is our higher self. Let us choose to partner up with our higher self and suffer no more. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We are living the love, we're walking the talk, and don't you know, I'll be right back. What if you could improve your health one decision at a time? Take that first step and join us each Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central and learn from experts in integrative medicine. Awaken to Your Best Health is committed to supporting your personal health through cutting-edge research, education, and practical tips that you can put into place immediately. Make that decision for yourself by saying yes to health. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, and easy way to keep your weight where you want it. 
And according to Yogis and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we're back. We're talking about the law of cause and effect in chapter two of the text of A Course in Miracles, talking about how pain is the expediter for our awakening. And uh, I don't, I honestly, personally do not know one person, not one person who has not had some deeply painful experiences in their life. And for the ones that choose to, it becomes a tremendous opening for them uh, in their awakening. But those who choose to blame it on others or to think that it should not be happening, they're delaying their healing. And they are free by the law of cause and effect and by the use of free will, they are free to delay their healing as long as they wish. But I have to say, in my own lifetime, I have witnessed that there is a speeding up. There is definitely a quickening. And so for those people who choose not to actively accept full responsibility for everything and, and to do exactly what I was sharing, uh, in the, the, what I shared in that beautiful prayer just before the break on page 90 to say, okay, I, I forgot to choose peace. I decided wrongly. And how do I know? Cause I'm not at peace. And I made the decision. I made the decision to think the thought of lack, attack, separation, limitation, right? If you think in those thoughts, you made the choice, you made the decision, but you cannot, because you made the decision for that, you can decide otherwise. You have the freedom to choose. Woohoo! And so I want to decide otherwise. Hello, because I want to be at peace. Okay. Now, one thing you can begin to notice is, are there times when you actively are choosing not to be at peace? Because that's something I used to do very frequently. There was something about being agitated, irritated, frustrated that I liked. And part of what I liked about it was I felt alive in a, you know, in a twisted sort of way. And people would uh, respond to me. If I was upset, they would try to help me. They would run from me. 
they would do what I said. And so I realized, oh, I can manipulate people with my upset. I can control them with my upset. And that was something that I saw people do in my family. So I learned that that's perfectly acceptable behavior. When you love someone, you have the right to be controlling and manipulative with your emotions. So uh, doing my own healing work, I realized that uh, that creates enormous suffering for me in my life when I do that. And when I blame other people, you made me feel this way. You made me feel, you make me feel this. You made, you made me do this, right? My, my dear friend Rhonda Britton, her father killed her mother actually in the, uh, memorial anniversary of that is on Father's Day. And what he said to her as he killed her mother in front of her was, you made me do this to you. You made me do this. Right? That's how twisted the mind can get when it's identified with lack, attack, separation, limitation. A murderous rage. Despair at such a level. So this is no small thing to take dominion over our thinking and to start guarding our thoughts very carefully. It says here on in this prayer on page 90, I do not feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I will let him. I choose to let him by allowing him to decide for God, for me. That is the most beautiful and comforting prayer. It is the most beautiful and comforting truth. What a promise. The Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences, all the effects of my wrong decision if I will let him. All the consequences. So here's the thing. We can, we experience things in the world of effects. The consequences are the negative karma, having to repeat the same Errors over and over and over again. Give the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting. So it says back to cause and effect here, my page 32, paragraph 3. The fundamental conflict in this world then is between creation and miscreation. All fear is implicit in the second, all love in the first. The conflict is therefore one between love and fear. It's already been said that you believe you cannot control fear because you yourself made it, and your belief in it seems to render it out of your control. So what what this is saying here is you made the world of effects. You choose to believe what you wish about the world of effects. And so your fear and your upset is something that you've made based on your belief system. And you can choose to surrender your belief system and all of the effects and consequences of it to the Holy Spirit. 
let the Holy Spirit enter into your mind and all of that will be undone. And that is the premise of A Course of Miracles. It's a required course. Everyone ultimately must undo this attachment and identification with the ego. So we can give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit or we can slog it out in density in the world of form. Your choice. But more and more there's this quickening happening and it becomes more and more painful to choose thoughts of separation. It becomes easier and easier to look for the highest and best choice in each and every moment. It says here, Any attempt to resolve the error through attempting the mastery of fear is useless. In fact, it asserts the power of fear by the very assumption that it need be mastered. Right? We don't have to master fear. There's no point in trying to master fear. Fear is the byproduct of believing in separation, choosing thoughts of lack and attack. So why master fear? Unless you would like to continue creating more fear, more fear, more fear. Right? So that's what people do who are intent on working their will in the world to the detriment of others. They are interested in mastering fear. But those of us who are awakening to fear are interested in mastery through love. Mastery through love. And that's why I have my Living a Course in Miracles classes, my Masterful Living class, and my Finding Freedom class. It's all about mastery through love. Because that, to me, is the path of healing. That, to me, is the path of peace. It's the path of A Course in Miracles. I love that A Course in Miracles reminds us over and over again to give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. It says a little bit later here, whenever light enters into darkness, the darkness is abolished. Whenever light enters darkness, the darkness is abolished. The light has come. The light has come. Let us affirm that. We don't have to argue or fight with the darkness. We are the light. Whenever light enters darkness, the darkness is abolished. I encourage you to walk in this world recognizing that you are the light. And that in every moment, every conversation, every room you enter, everything that you enter into, every dialogue, every event and circumstance and situation, recognize you are the light abolishing the darkness. Yes. So let's place our hand on our heart and be so grateful and so thankful that we have A Course in Miracles to lead us, that we have the Holy Spirit to guide us, that we have our elder brother Jesus to walk beside us. Let us be so very grateful that here and now we can choose to remember our true identity, which is freedom. In grace and gratitude, we choose love. And we share the benefits of our healing and expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you, everybody. I love you. Have a great rest of your week.
Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Online at www.JenniferHadley.com. While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog, where you can join with a community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Do you think you know all you want to know about the characters in the Bible? Do you know who could be called the king who loved too much? Or what it means to be a Jezebel? Or that the best love story in the Bible begins with the declared commitment of two women? The Bible's symbolic meaning can help you transform your life and discover the presence and power of God within you. Find out what these characters can teach you about your own life today by tuning into Biblical Power for Your Life. Each week, co-hosts Rev. Karen Tudor and E.J. Niles present a Bible character from a historical, cultural, psychological, and symbolic perspective. Your comments and questions are part of this lively discussion. Tune in every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and power up your life only at Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Consider these inspirational thoughts from the Quest for Prayer from Unity House Books. Holding a special, loving thought for other people benefits us as much as it benefits them. In fact, in some ways, even more so. Consider, for example, what happens when you wash your car with a hose. What gets clean first? The inside of the hose, of course because the water must rush through the hose before it can clean the car. So it is when we hold loving thoughts for someone. As those loving thoughts rush through us, they bless us first. It is a win-win situation. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Unity. 